I'm, I'm starting a new series of thought for the next two or three weeks. Um, we were looking at being thankful or having thankfulness in our life over the last few weeks. Today, I want to talk about, and over the next couple of weeks, walking the blessed life. Uh, I, I believe that's what, who we are. We are to walk the blessed life. And, and I guess right now you're probably examining your thoughts, your world, your experience. Am I really blessed? Do I, do I experience the blessing of God in my life? I, uh, am I blessed at work? Am I blessed at home? Am I blessed when I, when I wake up bleary-eyed on a, on a Monday morning? Am I really blessed? And, and this morning I just, I just believe that as we share the word, you will walk out of here knowing that you are, you're a blessed person. And, and I just, I'm just going to read this story to you because it just sets the picture of where we're going. For some of you, you'll know this picture. You'll be aware of this story. And it goes like this. Years ago, before transatlantic flights were common, a man wanted to travel to the United States from Europe. The man worked hard, saved every extra penny he could, and finally, he had just about enough money to purchase a ticket aboard a cruise ship. The trip at that time required about two to three weeks to cross the ocean. He went out and brought a suitcase and filled it with cheese and crackers because that was all he could afford. Once on board, all the other passengers went to the large ornate dining room to eat their gourmet meals. Meanwhile, the poor man would go over to the corner and eat his cheese and crackers This went on day after day. He could smell the delicious food being served in the dining room. He heard the other passengers speak of the glowing reports of the food that they had eaten and rubbing their tummies and how they complained that after the trip they would have to go on a diet. Yet the poor traveler who wanted to join the other guests in the dining room had no extra money and therefore he would stay awake at night dreaming of the sumptuous meals the other guests had described. Towards the end of the trip, a man came up to him and said, Sir, I can't help but notice that you're always over there eating those cheese and crackers at mealtimes. Why don't you come into the banqueting hall and eat with us? The traveller's face flushed with embarrassment. Well, to tell you the truth, I only had enough money to buy the ticket. I don't have the extra money to purchase the fancy meals. The other passenger raised his eyebrows in surprise and he shook his head and said, Sir, don't you realize that the meals are included in the price of your ticket? Your meals have already been paid for. As I read that in the week, and I read it many years ago, it got me thinking again of how many of us We've got our ticket to heaven, but we're missing out on all the blessings in the journey of our life. We're missing out on so much that God wants to do because we are ignorant or we're unaware of the much that he's already given us. I believe there are too many believers who are walking around and they should be walking around in God's blessing But they're walking around wondering or believing that one day they will be blessed. 
I love the fact that we're saved. What does it save mean? It means that Jesus came and forgave me of my sin. That is the greatest blessing of all. That we who were once sinners are now saved. Why? Because we put our trust in Jesus that he died on a cross on my behalf. He took my sin, the spotless, sinless Lamb of God, the Son of God, He took my sin, went to the cross on my behalf. It should have been me. The wages of my wrong was death. But Jesus got up, stood in my place and said, I'm going to take his sin. I'm going to take his mistakes. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful to know that Jesus has forgiven me, that he's taken my sin, he's taken my wrong, and now I'm blessed because of what he's done. But that, that's the cake, if you like. Put the cherry on the cake, the extras that we can enjoy, the way beyond just the cake is what Jesus has already also given us and that you and I can live in and enjoy the benefits, the benefits of our salvation. Those things that are add-ons, those things that are extras in our life. If salvation was all that we had, Salvation is more than enough to praise him all the days of our life. If salvation was all that we had, he's worthy of us giving of ourselves and living for him. But to know that he's added all these extra blessings on our life above and beyond salvation just is such a joy to know that there is more to our walk with God than just getting saved. So the question I'd like to ask you today is this. Are you walking a blessed life? I remember when Pete and myself were young and, um, you know, it seemed like when I played snooker, every shot that I did was a lucky shot. Well, according to Pete, every shot I did was a lucky shot. It was just that I was really good at snooker and everything that I did went well. Now, Pete had a different mentality at the time that he was Mr. Unlucky and everything that he did on the snooker table went wrong. No, it was just that I was better and I made him look rubbish. We'll have a conversation about that later. Come fishing, Pete's got a bigger fish than I have. He's always caught bigger fish than I have, so there is a balance to this. But it's a mentality that we have in a journey of our life that we can either think that we are and know that we are blessed, or we can walk around in life with a very negative mindset and a very negative opinion about who we are, about our life, about what goes on in our life. And I guess the key for us is to see that we are blessed. Are we walking the blessed life? First scripture this morning is this, Psalm 84. It's an incredible psalm, Psalm 84, but Psalm 84, verse 12, going to read it from the Amplified Translation. It says, O Lord of hosts, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you. Now, I guess the key is, do you trust in the Lord? If you trust in the Lord, you are blessed and greatly favored. That is who you are. If you trust the Lord, 
You know, that, that, I guess that is absolutely the key. Are you trusting the Lord? If you're, if you, are you trusting the Lord with your husband or your wife? Are you trusting that God would meet them, that, that they would get saved? Are you trusting the Lord with the, your children? Are you trusting the Lord with your finance? If, you know, some, some things are hard to quantify. Others are much easier. If you trust the Lord with your finances, you will tithe. If you're tithing, you are trusting the Lord with your finances. It's as simple as that. If you're not trusting the Lord in certain areas of life, that's where we need to adjust our trust in him. Begin to trust the Lord. And what is he saying? How blessed you will be. We could go to Malachi chapter 3 and see that the one who tithes will be incredibly blessed. But we're not going to go there right now. It says, how blessed and greatly favored is the man who trusts in you, believing in you, relying on you, and committing himself to you with confident hope and expectation. See, we can trust God, but actually, if we're not having a confident hope and expectation, we can trust God. I, I trust him with my finance. Oh, I trust him with my children. I trust him with my, my life. But actually, it will be shown whether you have a confident expectation and hope. Are you believing that good things are going to happen in your life? Well, you never know what's going to happen from day to day. Yes, you do. If you have a confident hope and expectation and trust in God. Absolutely. Now, that's not saying that you can get away with being lazy. You know, if you're, if you're at school or in college, you say, oh, I've got a confident expectation and hope in God that I'm going to pass my exams, but I don't have to work hard. It doesn't work like that. When we work with God and we allow God to move upon our life, when we trust him and do what he said, then he is able to do his part in our life. Why? Because we've opened the door for his blessing and favor to come. It's so important that we open the door and that we don't keep it closed in our life. So if you look at this scripture, it says, How blessed and how greatly favored is the man who trusts in you. So if I come up to you and at some point, rather than banging elbows, we can shake hands or have a hug. If I come up to you and I say, how's your week been? You can either say, well, it's been a terrible week and all this has happened, or have a confident expectation and hope in God that things can turn around for the good. Now, that's not because we're going to be super, super people in denial of circumstances. That's not what I'm on about. We do not deny circumstances, but we do believe God is able to turn them all around. We cannot be a people who live in denial but we do live with an expectation in God. So the question for you today is, are you walking as a blessed individual in the things of God? Not that we will be blessed. You know, in the sweet by and by when we all get to heaven and you're walking on pavements of gold, oh yes, you will be blessed. But we're not meant to be waiting until we get to heaven to know how blessed we are. It's not a case that we could be blessed you are blessed. It's a state of being, if, 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 if English is correct. If my English is correct, it's a state of being. We are blessed. 
Not going to be, not one day, we are. Your job, you may look at your job and you say, well, I don't call that very blessed. You may look at your pay packet and think, that's not very blessed. But the truth is, regardless of your circumstances in life, you are blessed. Why? Why are we blessed? Because of Jesus. It's because of him that the blessings of God have been poured out upon our life. It's because of him that we live out a life of expectation in him. It's because of Jesus in our life. We are blessed. Blessed because we are going to heaven. Absolutely. But there are many. You go back to Psalm 103 and you begin to read those blessings. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Maybe we just need to confess that in our heart. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, heals all my diseases, and redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. How blessed are we in this life? And our right choices in life, each time you have a crossroads in your journey of your life, when we choose the right path, how blessed will you be? In moments of confusion or moments of choosing the wrong path, then God, when we put our trust in him, he can turn it around so that we're on that right path. A blessed life, I believe, comes through an understanding that not that we're trying to achieve a blessing, but a blessing has been imparted. The moment you get saved, God's blessing was imparted into your life. Why do I say once we're born again, once we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior? Because that's the new birth. At the moment of the new birth, there is an impartation from God saying, you are blessed. At the beginning of time, at the beginning of creation, there was an impartation into mankind, the blessing of God. We're going to read that this morning. Genesis chapter 2, uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26. It says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. image. Right at the beginning of time, right at the beginning of creation, we see God's blessing. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, and over the, every creeping thing. You have authority over creeps, all right? Um, that's what the Bible says, over every creeping thing. That, that means insects, but, you know, if you find a creep in your life, you have authority over them. Um, and everything that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he created him male and female, and he created them. Then God blessed them. What did God do? He blessed them. God created them and blessed them. This is before sin, before wrong happened in the earth. God's blessing was on his creation. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God blessed them. I, I just look at this. He, Adam and Eve was his, the pinnacle of his creation. And at the moment of their coming into being, the very first words that they hear is, 
God's blessing on their life. Why would it be any different that moment we get born again? That moment we go from sin to righteousness. I believe there is an impartation that comes. You are blessed. That's not some days. That's not when things are going right. You are always blessed. You are, you're blessed when you're feeling sick. Not that sickness is the blessing, absolutely not. But you can be as, feeling as sick as a dog. But that doesn't change who you are as being blessed. You can have no money in the bank account, but you are still blessed. Because all the time we put our trust in God, we're giving him a doorway through which the blessing can flow. The blessings of God will continually flow towards those who walk before him. I think it's just amazing how many Christians walk around and they don't feel they're blessed. They don't feel that the blessing of God is upon their life. You know, a couple of weeks, a week ago, I started to share some of the testimonies of God's provision in, in the area of thankfulness. And it just led me, as Jane and I were going home and as we were thinking about these things, there are so many blessings that we've seen. Not because we're nice people or people have, have, have helped us out or people have... But God has seen and then God has moved. I was chatting to someone the other day and, and there's a couple who were in church and they heard me speak on the favor of God one year. I, I, you, you may actually remember I spoke on fog, the favor of God, fog. And it so impacted this couple that they went away, had a conversation and came back to church and said, we're going to pay for our pastors to go away for a break every year. I thought it was just, wow, thank you. How amazing. But you know what? They've left the church and moved up to Yorkshire six years ago, and they are still paying for us to go away on holiday. Why? Because the word of God impacted their life so much that they count it a blessing to be able to send us away. That's, you know, some people, you, know, like, you start scratching your head and you're thinking, that's, that's not a blessing, that's costing us money. But they see the blessing in what they've done and it's a retreat for us to go away year in, year out and the lady who they've sent us to for the last, I don't know how many, 10, 12 years has closed the business and they are now sending us somewhere else to go. What is that if that's not the favor and the blessing of God? There's a scripture that says this, isn't it? It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Can you imagine what a revelation, to gain a revelation of that truth? That's what this couple have done. They got an understanding that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. I want that kind of revelation in my life in a deeper measure than I've ever experienced it before. So that out of my blessing that God's put into my life, I can then give it away and give it away. Do you know what? God, God will never be outdone in our generosity. You need to hear that again. You, you will never outdo God in giving. Because when he sees that there is a, a conduit, a flow of generosity in your life, he will know that you're a person to be trusted with generosity. But generosity starts in the house of God. You can't take your tithe and say, I'm going to bless you, bless you, and bless you. No, the Bible very clearly says that the tithe comes into the storehouse. 
And the blessing, then we can go and do many other things because God then will meet our needs in those areas. Let me go on to my next scripture. See, God was looking for a man. In the Bible, God was looking for a man. Sin entered. When, when Adam chose to sin with Eve, sin entered. Corruption entered. Death entered. Some people say, why, if there's a God, why is all this negative and bad stuff happening in our world? I can tell you. Because man went against God, did his own thing, and through that, judgment came upon the earth. And so did sin, and so did corruption, and so did compromise. All those things began to happen. But the key is, God didn't stop at Adam and say, well, you've blown it. You've blown it for all mankind. The Bible very clearly says that God, the eyes of the Lord, went to and fro upon the face of the earth to show himself strong on behalf, and he came across a man named Abram. And when God met with Abram, he knew that he was a man that would fulfill his requirements. And he made a covenant with Abram. He changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He became known as the friend of God. He became known as the one who had a covenant with God, the Abrahamic covenant. And out of that Abrahamic covenant, the Bible was very clear that all the nations of the earth would be blessed because of Abraham. And in Genesis chapter 3, uh, chapter, chapter 12, verse 3, it says, And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. You know, I, I love the fact that the nations, those who turn their eyes to Jesus, those that look upon him, their lives will be blessed. And in the process, God then chose a nation, the nation of Israel. Israel became God's chosen nation. And then there was a blessing that was spoken over the children of Israel. If you look in Numbers chapter 6, verse 23, it says, speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. You know, we would do well to take on some of these things ourselves. If you, the nation of Israel became blessed, then this is the way that they blessed the children of Israel. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Or in other words, look upon you with favor and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Oh, you know, we're not Israel, but I'm a Gentile. Israel is a nation and a population of people. They are Jews. They come from Israel. I'm not a Jew. I'm not blessed as a Jew. I'm not blessed because I'm a part of the children of Israel. I'm a Gentile, and so are you unless you come from Israel and that you are birthed by as a Jew. But do you know what? Something incredibly powerful, and I'm going to finish in three minutes. Something incredibly powerful happened because of Abraham in the Old Testament. The word blessing means this, barak. And it is this divine favor, unspeakable joy, empowering one to prosper, generosity, and much. That's what blessing means. The Jews, as a people, whenever they come across someone or they come up to someone 
And they, they bless God or they bless one another. They say these words. Blessed are you, Lord God, ruler of the universe. I never knew that until this week as I was studying this out. It actually means this. When they hear good news, whenever a Jew hears good news, this is what they will say. Barak, <laughs> Barak, this is my, my Jew. Any Jews in here, please forgive me. Barak Ata Adonai Alohinu Mala Halum Hatof Viha Matif. You don't know if that was right or wrong, do you? And it means, Blessed are you, Lord God, ruler of the universe, who is good and causes good. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we looked at the fact that God is good. And that is how, whenever they hear good news, Barak Atta Adonai Alohunmu Mala Hado Hatov Vati Mativ is what they say. There's an impartation to one another of goodness. Let's start speaking words that bless, words that empower, words that encourage one another. I said that through Abraham something incredibly powerful happened. And we're on the beneficiary end of that my last scripture my last thought is this Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 says this and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles put your hand up if you're a Gentile you know if you're if you're of of England or a, a nation other than Israel you are a Gentile and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith It is by faith that we believe. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Next week, we're going to go into this a little bit more and have a look at what those blessings are and and how the children of Israel were blessed and, and how they could walk with the blessing of God upon their life. But the key is, it's by faith that we receive the promises of God. This morning here in this room, you may have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You may never have opened your heart and received Jesus, what he did at the cross, that he died in your place, that he is willing to give you the opportunity to receive him as Lord and Savior Not next week or in a year's time or when you feel like you get to know him better. But even today, Jesus said, if you confess with your mouth and that you believe in your heart, you will be saved. You will be saved from what? You'll be saved from a lost eternity. You'll be saved from your sin. You'll be saved from the mistakes of your past. That today is the day of salvation to everyone who believes and I believe that in every meeting that we do there is always going to be a moment where people can receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior you know last week we saw a gentleman respond to the salvation message I love it and today we're going to pray a prayer of salvation we're going to pray a prayer I'm going to ask you to repeat it you know I had a question last week oh can we actually pray are we actually We can't sing, but we can pray in a prayer meeting. So you can join in in this part. You're not breaking the rules to do so. 
you can pray quietly in a prayer meeting. This has now become a prayer meeting. And I'm going to ask you to to repeat this prayer. This isn't a magic formula. This is what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you will be saved. Your salvation is one prayer away. And we're going to pray it together. Everyone, I'm going to ask everyone in the room to pray it. And then at the end of the the prayer, while every head is bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask you to do a simple thing. And that's just put up your hand to acknowledge that you prayed and that you meant that prayer. I'm not saying that you understand the whole of the book, because I don't. But that you prayed that prayer and you want to begin a relationship with him. So let's pray. Every eye closed and every head bowed in this room this morning. Jesus, nice and loud together. Jesus, I come to you today. And I thank you that you know me. You know my life. You know my mistakes. Yet you chose to die in my place. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive me. I make you my Lord and my Savior. And I receive you in my heart today. In Jesus' name. Amen. While every head is bowed and I closed in this room, if you prayed that prayer today, I'm just going to ask you to pop up your hand. Thank you, I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else in the room? You're saying yes to Jesus. You're saying yes, today's my day. I'm not going to put it off for another day. I'm not going to put it off to another week. Today, I know he's calling me. I know that there's a journey. I know I know I've made mistakes. Is there anybody else in the room? There's two people whose hands have gone up. Is there anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand as well. Three people in the room today are saying yes to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we leave this place, we don't leave your presence. Your presence is always with us. Father, I pray for these three people who have responded to the gospel today. I pray, Lord, that their lives will never, they will never be the same again. Because today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of blessing. Today is the day of new beginnings. Father, we just release your goodness and your favor and your forgiveness over their lives In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just give God amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Absolutely wonderful. Welcome to the family. Welcome to not just family church. Welcome to the heavenly family. It is such a joy. There will be someone that will have a quick word with you and a conversation with you, just helping you on the journey of what comes next. Um, and in a couple of weeks' time, we will have some books and, and, and things to be able to hand you and a gift for you. We do have a gift, but we don't, we don't have them just yet. There's been a hold up in production. Um, so keep coming back for your gift, obviously. What we're going to do is go out of that, the, the back door. Are we going out of both doors? We're going to go out of both doors. There's tea, refreshments, some, I don't know, all sorts of things. There's a little bit of shade. First come, first serve. Or should we give it to those that are slightly older that may, or more needy? <laughs> let's, 
Let's um, vacate the building nice and quietly and uh, let's fellowship together outside. Fantastic. God bless you.